Hello, and welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. I'm your host, Erin, Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. So today I am going to be reading from a newish book by the author of The Stars Beneath Our Feet, middle grade book by David Barclay Moore. It's called Holler of the Fireflies. So, Javari knew that West Virginia would be different from his home in Bushwick, Brooklyn, but his first day at STEM camp in a little Appalachian town is still a shock. Though run-ins with the police are just about the same, not good. Javari will learn a lot about science, tech, engineering, and math at camp and also about rich people, racism, and hidden agendas. But it's Cricket, a local boy, budding activist, and occasional thief, who will show him a different side of the holler and blow his mind wide open. Javari is about to have that summer, where everything gets complicated and confusing, and you wouldn't want it any other way. The roots of education are bitter, but the fruit is sweet. Chapter 1. Moms had warned me I'd get in deep trouble one day. I should have believed her. Today was that day. I hadn't really wanted to ditch my family and ride to West Virginia, at least not until after William Dexter got stretched out on our concrete block in Brooklyn. After that happened, everything changed. Now the bald dude with the scar kept glancing back at me from the front row of my bus. The expression on his face said he wanted to carve me up like a turkey on Thanksgiving. I got tense and reached for my right eyelid. I always did that when I got anxious, rubbing it. I sank down in my seat and stared out my bus window to avoid bald dude's insane googly gaze. Outside on the highway, I read a sign, Welcome to West Virginia, wild and wonderful. Some comedian had spray painted over it, Don't drink the water. They had so many trees down here. I couldn't see not one tall apartment building, nowhere. Out the window, there were only green hills and sleepy trees. For the gazillionth time since I climbed on a different bus this morning at Port Authority, I wish I hadn't left home. I miss Brooklyn already. I miss Daddy and Papa. And even though that noisy argument me and my moms had made me eager to leave, I actually missed her and Shireen too. After a while, the big gray bus slowed down and rolled into a parking lot in front of an old gas station that was locked up dark. The folding door at the front of the bus squeaked open. Horsewhip hollow, the driver yelled back. I had arrived, finally. I stood up to exit, and, of course, crazy bald dude with the scar stepped off right in front of me. This man, made of muscle and fat, must have been at least two feet taller than me. I was 12 years old, but short for my age, like daddy. Bald dude's skin was pale and red in spots, not smooth and cocoa brown like mine. His looked like it had been sunburnt too many times. The only hair he had was some brown stuff on his chin. I think it might have been called a goatee. I was probably wrong about the name. I did know he was built like a pro wrestler, a beast. Here you go, Sonny. The driver handed me my blue suitcase and red duffel bag out on the hot parking lot. He smiled at me and then glared at crazy bald dude. I don't feel right leaving him here with you, the driver told him. Give me my bag, old man, angry bald dude grunted. He glared at me sideways. 
Get it yourself, boy, the driver told him. Bald dude sighed and reached into the luggage area on the side of the bus to snatch out an old camo duffel and a big ice cooler. I watched him check inside the cooler. Packed in the ice, there were dozens of bags of Brooklyn Star Franks. The beast shut the lid and grunted at the bus driver like he'd expected to find some of them missing. I glanced around the lot, just one parked car, and that car looked empty. In a minute, this bus was about to leave me alone here, a million miles from home, with a lunatic white man who for sure wanted to delete me. My phone had zero bars. I swallowed real hard. Dalton Spratt, the driver said to the bald dude, pointing at him. The operator before told me all about the commotion this morning. I'm leaving you two boys here alone. If I should hear about any more hijinks involving this youngin' and you, you wish your daddy never met your mama. Understand? Bald dude Dalton frowned at him, spat onto the cracked gray parking lot, and strolled over to the grass to sit down on a curb in the shade. Mr. Spratt, the driver shouted at him, I don't chew my cabbage twice, you hear? So listen up. If any harm befalls this here boy, the local authorities will find you and you'll be in a world of hurt. Dalton just grunted again. That did not make me feel no better. I wiped my forehead. The sun was beaming down here in West Virginia. So hot. I missed the bus's AC already, as weak as it had been. The driver saluted me and took off. Now it was just me and Dalton. I glanced around the lot again, frowned at the empty car sitting across the way, and decided to plop down under another shade tree, far away from Dalton. There didn't seem to be nothing or nobody around. I didn't understand. I drained my water bottle and stared into the distance at all of those mountains. It felt like I had landed on an alien world. Maybe I had. Buzz. Some fly buzzed. Their tiny wings beat and make that noise. Black and green, it settled on my hand. I watched this bug and thought of Papa George. He compared people to flies, irritating and distracting. Boy, Don called out, don't you know the Lord hates a snitch? Now here he went buzzing. I glanced over. Dalton stared toward the mountains. Then he jerked his head at me. Cock-eyed little pig, he called out. My eyes stared crossways, but I wasn't that fat. You gonna make me use my fists, he said. Dalton spat again and stood, stretching on the way up. I clenched onto my luggage harder and glanced around again. No place to run. Only this dusty parking lot and an empty highway and train tracks. Deserted. I covered my bad eye with my hand and scrunched my face. I heard Dalton crack his back. I was going to die here. Dalton delivered a nasty grin and stomped toward me. I never should have left Brooklyn. Back home was still safer than out here in West Virginia. And that is the end of the chapter. So I don't know what is going to happen with Dalton and our poor narrator. So I feel like you should check this book out and read it so you can find out as well. I hope you enjoyed that little glimpse of the book. And if not, there's always more books to be found. Thank you for joining me and I hope you will listen again on another Next Reads.